Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Outstanding. And how are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. Right no on. guests today. No guests today. No guests today. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a show on our own. Uh, but don't worry, have no fear. You only got to worry about this for a week. <laughs> Next week we uh, we have a tentative yes from Mr. Adam Baum from Cincinnati. Uh, com is that what it is? Cincinnati.com, uh, beat writer for the Xavier Musketeers for the Cincinnati Enquirer, USA Today. So, uh, stick with us this week. We'll try, we'll, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make it halfway fun for you. Try to a little bit. We got some silly stuff to go over and some sports things that happened. But next week, we will have an interview with, uh, with a guest. He'll be back. And, uh, yeah. So to start us off, man, let's get it started. Well, the uh, Nosebleed Sports Podcast is go. sponsored, brought to you, if you will. Brought to you. By training personally. Don't wait until January to start getting in shape, people. Uh, a lot of us think every day about how we're going to get back in shape. So, you know, we're in different different situations. Some, some of us don't work out at all. Some of us belong to a gym, get there once in a while whenever we get ourselves motivated enough to go. Um, some of us know what we're doing. Some of us don't. Whatever you're doing, stop, start completely over, and go check out training personally. Uh, you, let me. Uh, yeah, let me what, I, what let do you me, do? So let me tell you what training personally is doing for us, right? This is what I. So today, tell, tell me about it. First off, today I, I hear they got a trampoline out today. Yeah, uh, in the gym we the got little, an update. The, the mini yeah. trampolines out in the gym. You're jumping around, so it's not just you know throw weights around. It's mixed up all the time. But uh, yeah, she's doing all kinds of good stuff. What else is she doing? And, and, and by she, you mean Peggy Edwards. Peggy Edwards. Peg Edwards is a certified personal trainer and a certified nutrition specialist. Uh, she has your circuit training workout set up and ready for you to start right now as we speak. You will get the one-on-one attention from a certified personal trainer, but you don't have to pay the outrageous hourly fees that most personal trainers are going to charge you. Uh, She has tons of options for memberships. Uh, She will structure a workout, a nutrition plan, a payment plan that best suits you. Uh, Stop in, take a look around. Tell Peggy you heard about training personally on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and she will give you your first month free. First month free. That's First big month. cash for a personal trainer to work with you for a full month. Full month. Go there every day if you, you want to. Go there every day. You can go there every other day. You can go there once a week. Anything you want. Uh, all the information you need can be found on at trainingpersonally.com or she's on Facebook at uh, Training Personally with Peggy Edwards. You can also give her a call. Just give her a call, even shoot her a text if you want, 513-326-0296. That's Peggy Edwards, training personally, 513-326-0296. Also, for those of you who got kids that love jumping on your couch, flipping around like crazy people, uh, we are also have a great sponsor with Vandergriff Gymnastics down in Chiviet, not far from training personally uh but anyway at vandergriff they have boys and girls gymnastics they do preschool gymnastics ages three to six all classes work with trampolines best part is they combine their preschool and youth classes so it's perfect for busy families all the kids same all different ages can all have classes at the same time just in separate parts of the gym Uh, all classes are an hour long just give them a call or uh, for additional information you can always stop in at 
3511 Harrison Avenue or give them a call at 513-481-4499. Jump around, flip some kids around, trampolines. It's a blast. I've been there. I've been in the gym uh, after hours. No one there except me and a me and a trampoline. Oh. Me and a trampoline. Oh boy, that is fun. I wanna I wanna see. You. Have you ever? Okay, so you got the jump. Is it one of those like real big ones that oh, you no, jump th- on? No, no, dude. This is a pro. Circular. This is a professional trampoline. Okay. It's not like it's it's as big as one of them big ones in your backyard, but mm-hmm. it's like professional. Like it's. Is it like the fabric one? No, or this is it- I don't even know how to describe it. Like okay. if you look up professional gymnastics. On YouTube, that's the gym. That's the thing that's you're jumping trampoline. on. Yeah, that's the trampoline you're jumping on. There was uh, no th- foam blocks though. I wish that I could like jump off of it into some foam blocks, but no, nah, no. Nah, this is real deal stuff. Learn how to do real flips. Did you do any uh, straddle horse work? What is it called? A straddle horse? No, it's called a. Listen, I've always straddled a horse, horse one time. It's called Actually, a something tw- horse. Yeah, it's a pummel horse. Pummel horse. I gotcha. I said straddle horse. It's a pummel horse. I know. Never understood that. Did you do any work on that? I feel like if you're, I never did, but I feel like if I had, I feel like if I was to be a gymnast, I'm pretty sure the pummel horse would be my. Uh, it's up your alley. Would be right up my alley. What about uh, parallel bars? How are you on parallel nah, bars? No, no, couldn't. Uneven have. bars. Uneven bars is a different story. The parallel okay. bars, I don't think so. I can see you flipping around on some uneven oh, bars. Dude, I think that looks so fun too. <laughs> if I could look- just get my legs to spread out that far, it would be phenomenal. <laughs> and be able to what, do flips and but that's how and that's how they get like the their whip, their whipping motion, right? Like as they're rolling <laughs> around, their legs go way out and then sling back together and wham, flip a rooney. I can't wait for the Olympics. I absolutely <laughs> love the Olympics. I can't wait to watch. Have you seen this Simone Biles? She just won, yeah. like, she just became the most decorated something gymnast in U.S. history or something like that. She's got 24, 25, 30 medals. I don't know. Jeez, anyway, she's got her own move. She, yeah, it's called the Biles. Nobody's ever done it except her. Wow. It's like 37 flips, uh, like 26 spins while she's flipping and then lands it like like she just jumped in the air two feet. So that's like the Tony Hawk 720 or oh, whatever, yes, huh? Yes, yes, exactly. When the 720 was first landed, so, that was yeah. just the Tony Hawk. Was it just the Tony Hawk? Yeah, it was just the Tony Hawk. <laughs> it was just the Hawk. Listen, we're covering every single sport on we're the g- planet tonight. We're going to get into it. Uh, also, there's a, there's, it's trampoline yes, night, too. It's trampoline night at the uh, at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I wish I had a trampoline, by the way. You do? <laughs> Oh my gosh! I really do. It's right behind <laughs> it's us. It's right behind Holy you, God. on the <laughs> other side of a wall. Yeah, we got a little mini kids. Anyway, so kids trampolines. There you go. Have fun with it. Uh, and I'll tell you what we're gonna do right now. We are gonna get into how bad is Adam Schmidt beating Chris Witt in the picks, the NFL picks of the week. Loser of this has to eat four. I've made the decision. Four. <laughs> four. Stupid that's, hot wings. That's too many, but okay. From, from Wild Mike's. You got to okay. gotta take them down. You don't have to, I mean, it, you don't got to like suck everything off the bone. You know, you can leave the gristle and stuff like that. You oh, can I'm even leave that. a little bit of meat, but I need good bites. I'm good. getting boneless. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Man, that's too much meat. I don't know. That's too much meat. I don't, <laughs> I don't want I don't want that. But then the but meat's then, not um, the problem. It's that, getting the sauce on the your sauce. lips. That's oh, the pain, gosh. dude. That's oh. the pain. Sauce on the lips. I'm gonna is bring no good. some milk. I'm gonna pick those up for whoever wins, but I'm gonna bring some milk. I'm having ice cream here for whoever oh, wins. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I was watching you ever watch that show? Uh they got a show called I think it's just called Hot Wings or something like that on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. 
And Love the dude, he gets, I know, I've just, just came into this a, a few, a few months ago. Anyway, yeah. uh, he gets a celebrity on and they eat 10 ridiculously hot wings from like, you know, from the Scotia level or whatever, from low to the hottest of the hottest in the final dab. Anyway, the baby who apparently is a rapper oh, uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. just on and he brought ice cream with him in <laughs> his That's lip, a guy. Yeah. His lips got oh. so hot <laughs> that he took the ice cream and was just wiping it on his lips. Just doing ice cream chapstick. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. I know that feeling, though. I know what he's feeling in that moment. There is a rapper called Da Baby. Yeah, da ba- oh, dude, be boy. careful, dude. He beat the crap out of some guy in the middle of like a jewelry store and like Insta-timed it the whole time live. Sounds like a heck of a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so going back to uh, the NFL picks. We uh, pick against the spread. We pick three games against the spread every week. Uh, the last couple weeks, I gained on you. You had you were off to a great start. I gained on you. Took a one game lead last after last week, week nine. Yeah. Uh, this week, this past week, it was week ten, and uh, you got the lead back, my man. You had a oh, you had yeah, a baby. you went three and zero this oh, week. Oh, three bagger! Look feast, out! Feast or famine with you. I tell it is, man. I, I don't I don't like to do these twos, man. Twos are no good. I don't even <laughs> want three or zero. Well, I went one and two. You went three and zero. Oh, so you are uh, seventeen and thirteen on the year. I'm sixteen and fourteen. Back up one game. So there you go. Back up a game. Oh, this could this is going to come down to week seventeen, isn't it? I I think it might. Oh my I'm god, really that makes me like so nervous. Let me tell you something that's going to happen in week seventeen. I'm not just going to pull the scores up at the last. You're going to look ahead. I'm getting ahead. <laughs> good. <of that>. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I am getting ahead of that. All right, so for week 11 coming up here, uh, I've got New England is at Philadelphia. New England's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Philadelphia, uh-huh. so I'm taking New England. Okay. Uh, Buffalo is a six-point favorite at Miami. I'm going to take Buffalo to uh, win by more than six. And Carolina is at home a five-and-a-half-point home favorite against Atlanta, your, your favorite team to pick. Yeah, uh, and this thing. Hey, I, I hit him with I hit with Atlanta, didn't I? Last I think week? you did. Yes, you did. Um, so anyway, I've got I've got New England and Buffalo. Uh, oh, uh, road favorites. Okay. And uh, Carolina, a home favorite this week. Gotcha. All right, week I just 11. got it pulled up. So here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready for you. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's get the thing start. Man, you know what I'd like to start off with. What I'd really like to start off with that Oakland game, the the Bengals in Oakland. Do it. I got a feeling. I, I got a good feeling that Oakland's going to win by more than ten. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm not taking that game though. Uh, I'm oh. not a big fan of going with or without the Bengals. So me either. I don't uh, think I have it all this year. You Maybe know what? Once. I think I'm going to start off. Dallas is going to have a comeback week. I'm going to take them minus three. Did you take that game? Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take that against. Uh, they're minus three against Detroit right now. Once again, we do this on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So remember, we record live on Wednesday on Facebook Live. Uh, I can't see comments anymore, just to let everybody know during it. Uh, we try to keep up best we can with the comments, but it doesn't always – I can't see them anymore for some reason. Anyway, uh, so you know, if you're picking with us and you're looking at a spread on Sunday, it might be a point or a point and a half off because this is Wednesday. All right, so on that note, I will also go with um, – I'm going to take uh, – man, I'll tell you what. Let's go – you took the Falcons? Did you take the Falcons? I took Carolina. All right, I'm taking the Falcons plus five and a half. I can't get off the ATL, man. 
I even wore my <laughs> ATL hat today because I, I that was the one game I knew I won. Do I got an Atlanta hat? I got an Atlanta hat on, don't I? Yes, you do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Braves. Braves. That's all right. ATL. Don't matter who's out there. All right. And then last and not least, Jimmy Garoppolo not happy with uh, this past week's performance against Seattle, and uh, they're going to come out and they're going to cover that 11 points against the Cardinals. Okay. So that's it, man. That's our picks of the week. Uh, once again, I'm feast or famine on this. I either get three in a row or, or 0 and 3. I think I've only gotten one like two weeks, and then everything else has either been three off or three on. So don't listen to anything I do. However, Adam is still over 500. Or no? Well, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're, Adam's we're still over five hundred, so he's he. So you can pay attention to him and possibly win some money. So, uh, yeah, you know, because that's all for fun betting. So here's what I want to talk about before we get in. Let's we're, we're going to start off with basketball today, right? Yeah. Before we get into our big three, because the big three this week I think is going to be a little fun. It's a little different than our normal big three. It's going to be three top. It's not three topics. It's one topic, but you got to pick three things. We'll get to that in a minute. I didn't watch the game. Because I was at uh, soccer practice with the boy, and I was watching the Xavier game on my phone. However, I got a tweet, a tweet. I got a text in the big text group that annoys the heck out of me half the time uh, that I'm in, and it just said Golden Aces. Nice. Which is uh, Evansville. Purple Aces, aren't they? Oh, sorry. Did I say Golden? I think it is the Purple Aces. You're right. Yeah. Uh, The Evansville Purple Aces upset the number one team in the country, the Kentucky Wildcats, at Rupp Arena, by the way. At Rupp Arena. How insane is that? So, I don't know. You know, a lot of times a game like this is just close the whole time, and then some team comes out and does something at the end and breaks it out. They led for all but five minutes and 43 seconds. And they won. They beat them by three. So, it was uh, I mean, it was a close game. Sounds like pretty much the whole game. Um you know, we talk about we talked last week when we talked college basketball. Uh, Kentucky is one of you know a handful of teams that are young every year, pretty much, because they get the best recruits and those guys stay for a year, maybe two at the most. I, and you then got leave. this Nick Richards kid; he's a junior now. I mean, that kid was projected as a top ten pick in the NBA coming at coming into his freshman year, and he's still there. They've they've held on to some kids a lot more lately. However, the ones that hold on usually there's a reason they're still there. Sure. And uh, so either way, though, after after beating Michigan State uh, to open college basketball last week, uh, Kentucky was the number one team and Evansville beat them, which uh, what makes the story even more interesting, special, whatever you want to call it, is uh, Evansville is coached by former Kentucky Wildcat Walter McCarty. Is that right? Who won so. a national championship with Kentucky and played several years in the NBA. There you go. How old is that dude? He sounds Walter McCarthy. That sounds like a guy that's like ninety six. Walter McCarthy uh, won in ninety six with them. He oh, was on their ninety six. That was on the Mashburn team, team wasn't it? Wasn't uh, Mashburn I on think that he team? was before. I want to say that was Tony Delk. Uh, Tony uh, Delk. Tony Delk. When Tony Delk set the record for most threes in a championship yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it was that team. I I'm guessing that was Patino or was Tubby Smith there at that time? No, that would have been Patino. Okay. Um, so. Under Patino, then Walter I McCarty. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I, I'm not a Kentucky faithful. Yeah, uh, I, I I enjoy it, but we we know several, but yes. but we neither one of us. Everybody are like knows knows one or two. Everybody right? knows it's a like Kentucky an Ohio fan. State football fan. Everybody right. knows one or two. Absolutely, and you know exactly who they are because they've always got Kentucky on. Now, 
let's be honest here. So I always wear Xavier stuff, so I got no problem with it. Right, right. Uh, Kentucky's going to go on, and they're probably still going to have a great season. They're going to win a lot of games. They're going to beat some really good teams. Uh, some teams that are a lot better than Evansville, they're going to end up beating. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to go that way. But at the end of the season, you know, Kentucky could end up at number one again, could be the number one overall seed going into the tournament. Who knows how this thing's going to play out. But no matter what, when we start talking in four months or so, when we start talking NCAA tournament, we are going to be looking at resumes and bad losses is going to be on Without Kentucky's. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to be a bad yeah. loss. They Evansville might go through, but they play in a at much smaller conference. But at the same right. time, this is a, it's got they have a bunch of juniors and seniors on that team, and that was just one of those things where it's early in the season. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a reason they were on the schedule. I'm going to say. I mean, I don't know for sure, but uh, I'm sure Calipari knew that they had some talent, some talent, and they were mature. And sometimes you got, he likes to run those young kids through a you know as as easy of a difficult challenge as he can do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he wants it to he it should be a cupcake, but he doesn't want that cupcake to be a legit cupcake. He wants it to be a surprise to his team, and that's what it was, man. They played tough. They played really well, and I mean they led for all but five minutes and forty three seconds of the game. So there you go. I feel like Calipari sometimes likes, almost maybe not likes, but almost likes his team losing games like that. Kind of for what you're saying there, because he he loves the teachable moment. He is. That's the one thing I've all you always hear about Cal is is he really is a phenomenal teacher of mm-hmm. the game. As much as a lot of it is the incredible athletes that he recruits and things like that, that is good. But I, I you never hear anybody say he's a bad coach. Right, yeah. I, I've heard people say he's not the greatest, like, X's and O's coach, but, you know. In-game X's and O's yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Talking about discipline and stuff that matters to the rest of your life as it cor- you know, as it correlates to basketball. He is, he, like, I feel like he is one of the best at coaching that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, um, it, you know, playing through adversity and, and getting, I hate to use that cliche because it's used too, way too much, but. Um, but but that idea anyway. Um, so yeah, so uh, uh, early season major upset, you know, almost like the Michigan Appalachian State football game from years ago. Yep. Uh, you know, kind of that uh, that level of of surprise for for the entire country there. So anyway, that's uh, that's really our college basketball uh, review for the week. Um, that's that's really all we got. Next week we're gonna have Adam Baumann um, from from uh, the Cincinnati Enquirer, uh, beat writer for the Xavier Musketeers. We'll get into some basketball with him, uh, and we'll probably talk more than just Xavier. But we'll talk. Uh, it might be more Xavier Big East related, but he 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 pays attention to a lot of college basketball, so we can get into some other stuff with him too. So we'll have some more college basketball next week. But this week I I got this I I got I saw a tweet the other day. You know I like to get on the tweet box. I don't like to send too many. I don't like to. The, the tweet anything but i like to hit the like button or the retweet i feel like the retweet we talked about this like if you like something like that's oh that's so man it's like it's like golden right yeah no, i feel like a like is a like i feel like the retweet that's the big is one. the who man he retweeted that oh boy must really like time. it big time yep I w- i'm with you so i found this i can't i don't even know where it's at um it was a tweet i think something about oh it was ryan Rosillo. Mm-hmm. Who I love, Ryan Rosillo. Yeah, 
I love that big guy. Big NBA guy. Big NBA guy. I, I loved him when he was on the radio. He's got a podcast uh, that he does. Anyway, he uh, his he was saying that his biggest pet peeve or whatever. Well, I don't think he said the word pet peeve, but he hates when when there's a when the whistle is blown and somebody walks over to whoever has the ball and steals it out of their hand, grabs it out of their hand. Yeah. For no reason. Called it the Patrick Beverly. The Patrick Beverly. That's what it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said the Morris brothers both do it. Yep. <laughs> who, who was yep. the other one? Uh, Marcus Smart Marcus or something Smart. like that. Yeah. Yep. So Marcus he basically Smart was going it. after all his he's a he's a Celtics fan, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. And he basically went after the whole Celtics team. <laughs> yeah. I mean Marcus yeah, no, neither neither of them are there right. anymore. Right. But, but yeah. A couple of the guys but, that were there. But so Marcus things Morris that he was, got to yeah. see a lot. Anyway. So that made me think, I can't stand that. And I, as soon as I saw that, I know you have to hate that. Like, that's the kind of thing that would annoy you more than anything. You're walking down and some guy just grabs the ball from you while, the, there's no, while, we're not, while it's not in play. Like, oh, yeah. you're bad. That's awesome. Great job. Yeah. Go ahead. No, well, I think what he was saying was, and he, he kind of said, like, you don't gain anything from that except to get under the skin of the opponent. That's it. That's all you're doing. Is trying you're trying to piss somebody off. So anyway, knowing that that would be something that you probably don't like, I thought, what great, what a great idea for the big three to do the big three NBA pet peeves. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, I to be honest, you know, and, and a lot of people would say something probably like the travel call, mm-hmm. or or something like that. Let's try to stay away from the obvious. Or did you go all obvious? Well, no. I, I so I wrote down. So you let wrote me start down six, right? Let me start by me, saying. Me, let write? me start by saying my list of basketball pet peeves <laughs> is ten miles long. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about some of them on on this podcast. Before. John Havlicek can't didn't do it. Gosh darn it! Nobody else should. <laughs> <laughs> John Havlicek. Uh, Hondo, I feel like you feel. Love you, Hondo. Anyway. Uh, so I did write down five of them. I just threw five of them down. I was in a hurry coming over here because I had to get I, some I'm good with that. I like five. Done. I like five. I was expecting six to ten, but five well, is good. Well, even I know we said it was the big three. I have I have more than I have more than <laughs> six to ten, but I wrote five down just just trying to jot as many down as I could think of quickly. All right. But two of them are ones that we've already talked about. So I'm probably I'm just going to leave those off, and I'm going to I'm just going to tell we'll get you to the those three. At the end. Let's okay. get to the three. Let's get let's start with with uh, the least of the three. Oh, I gotta rank these now. No, okay. no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That'll take you too long. Just say the top. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the, I'll tell you the very first one when I started thinking about it the other day uh, that came to my mind is this thing that's been going on for the last couple years. I feel like more than any other time I've noticed is not getting a shot off at the end of a quarter. I feel like that is something happened where at some point, you know, there was enough guys that were coached like, hey. Take your time. If there's four seconds left, that's a long time. Make sure, you know, you get a bunch of dribbles. You can get a pass or two in that time. Sure. Take your time. Don't rush anything. I be- I, I agree with that, though. I think people I do can, agree with I that. I think you can, I, you see kids get, ru- I, kids, sorry, maybe maybe that's the it's key. everybody. But you see people get rushed in that kind of time, throw something crazy up. And it, it got so far it, it, it just got too far out of hand the other way now. I feel like people are thinking they have more time than they do. I can't tell you how many times, especially in NBA games and college games, that they're not getting shots off before the buzzer sounds. You're and they're even and they're trying to, right. but it's not like but but they're open. Like they could at least 
throw the ball. They could get a shot up. They could get a shot up. Either not paying attention to the shot clock or what your shot clock in your head is not the same as the. It's yeah, it's not fast enough or whatever. Your yeah, your your mental clock, too calm. Yes. So so that's driving me insane because you should at least be able to get something off. And a lot of times that that results in. First of all, a lot of it has to do sometimes with if you have the ball, if you have a possession and it's, you know, you have say 15 seconds or whatever under you're underneath the shot clock when you get the ball and you walk it down and you're standing there just dribbling the ball at half court over waiting for the clock to run down. That's part of it is people wait way too long especially in the NBA because they know they can do all these different kinds of step backs. They have the ability to make a move and get a shot off at least. But most of the time, they'll wait till three seconds are left on the clock to even start making a move. Right. And then you have to settle, which happens all most of the time, I feel like. Everybody settles for some really deep step back three with a guy in your face all off balance when you have the time to create something much better than that. Sure. So that drives me crazy. Um and then whether it's that situation or any other, you you got to run it down or whatever from, from full court, and you don't get a shot off, even if it's a half-court heave or a three-quarter, get the thing off. You have zero chance. You're, you, the you shot zero, you take. You have 0% of making a shot that's after the that's buzzer. After, exactly. For it to count. And, and, and the shot you take might be a 5 to 10% shot, but guess what? Zero means you don't have anything. You have no chance of scoring any points. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. All right. That gets under my skin. Let's go to number two. What's number two? Number two, um, I've got the I've got losing your man on defense. Okay. In in straight man to man. In straight Straight man man to man. man. I'll tell you this, I saw it the other night, uh the Sixers were on and um Oh, gosh, bless America. What's his name? The sixth man of the year, Williams. Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Was playing. And I can't remember who he was guarding, but whoever he was guarding, he started creeping out like he was going to like he was gonna help with who with – I don't even remember who was playing. I just remember seeing him and this happened. Guy just creeps on back behind him, walks right over to the basket, throws it behind him. There's nobody near him in the paint, throws it down. Because why? Because Lou Williams lost his man. Because he was staring at the ball? Yes. Exactly. He went and to go help out happens. on the ball. Okay. Okay. Well, helping well, helping. He didn't actually go help on the ball. It, the, he, the, whoever it was was just standing at the top of the key dribbling, and he just kind of – he was. it looked like he was creeping. But I still feel like that's losing. You still lost your man. Your man gets back behind you, and you don't have help defense. You don't have somebody back there to help, then you should know that. Yeah. And you know what? And, and NBA defenses are uh, – can be a little bit more intricate than oh, yeah. I'm than I'm sure. used to. Or that we so maybe, maybe maybe something that I was, don't even know about. Maybe yeah. somebody else blew their blew their help from behind him. Maybe maybe Embiid was supposed to be creeping over from the other block to help him out. I don't know, but I understand where you're coming from. So, but Lou Williams may have just strayed too far from his man and got caught watching the ball because that's usually what happens. Um, we teach that to the to our sophomore girls in high school you see that happen all the time in grade school basketball and then for some reason and then usually in high school uh you know especially like later in high school and college especially they really harp on that you do not you know the principals 
of yeah. playing defense. Um, and then for some reason in the NBA, you get to the NBA and so many guys just are so free with the way they play that they just, you know, they, they forget about fundamentals or whatever. Um, and watching the ball, you'll lose your man, and that drives me crazy. And then the third one on that, you know, in that same uh, that same kind of theme, guys that do not box out because they're watching the flight of the ball to the rim, and especially when your man is right behind you anyway, and you just start kind of walking toward the basket because you're just like mostly there anyway. And you don't have a hand behind you. You don't have anything. Not not trying nothing. I see. And, I have. and your man runs right behind you and gets in front of you and gets a rebound because you can't bother to box that person out, to turn your head and see if there's somebody behind you that you can put a body on. That drives me. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It drives me so crazy. You give up offensive rebounds just because you forget about boxing out or you don't understand that you don't just watch the flight of the ball. Sure. David West, when David West played at Xavier, and I know that that's you know, it's silly to bring something like that up, but when David West, I feel like, 90% of his rebounds were because when the shot got up, he never put his eye on the ball at all. Whatever side of the basket the shot went up from, he immediately went to the other side and boxed out the closest person. Correct. And he would get rebounds on the weak side of the basket. Every, I mean, that's where 90% of his rebounds came from. You could sit there and watch what he did. Ball goes up. He's not even looking at the basket once it's out of the shooter's hands. Immediately to the other side, grab somebody, and look up at the basket. The next time I watch an NBA game, I am going to keep a piece of paper and pen next to me, and I'm going to write down how many box outs I see in the game. Oh. It's going to make me upset, but I'm going to do well, it. Well, that's why you see so many guys getting these rebounds, jumping from the – like just flying in from the three-point line or, or standing there and so many put-back dunks in the NBA anymore, and it's because nobody's boxing that guy out. He's yeah. just standing there and has a free, free go at it. Mm -hmm. Or even defensive rebounds because – an offensive player has a chance to box somebody out, but the sure. shot goes up and it hits, and he's running down. Most the of other those way guys, after defense. the shot goes up, they're already running back to the other side. Yeah. They just assume every shot that each other puts up is going to go in. Yep, yep. And that's uh, I I don't know. That's one of those things. That's a couple of those things that are you know it's hard to watch in the NBA. As big of an NBA fan as I am, there's a lot of stuff that's just not not the the traditional fundamental stuff that makes basketball players great. That gets you know some of the guys that aren't like incredibly just naturally gifted some get there because of that but you have to be at some point in your life you have to be taught those things and you have to be able to do those things you know especially for the guys that make it that aren't necessarily super athletic or fast or whatever or big you know there are guys that just know how to do things and do them correctly right and uh and that that's missing a little too often for me you have three no, not at all. That was just the three. That oh, I, okay. no, I totally just wanted to do a big three for you because I wanted you to have this moment. I, I felt like this was your moment. Well, uh, I appreciate that. So uh, let me get one of the other ones that you wrote down. Uh, one of the other ones you wrote down was arguing with officials. <laughs> well, I, absolutely. Yes, arguing with officials because nobody's ever argued, argued with officials until LeBron James started playing, apparently. Uh <laughs> What? Wasn't that the argument we had that he's the one that started this whole thing? I and I, I would, said that I said it was Michael Jordan. That no, started you said it, it was Michael Jordan, and yeah. I think we started talking about LeBron James compared to Michael Jordan. But I would never say that LeBron James started arguing with officials before uh, anybody else. All right. So where did it start at then? 
1950 whatever. Oh, that's I boring. don't know. Man, bummer. All right, so that didn't get to be a fun conversation. It's gotten worse and worse progressively. It, okay, I'll give you years. It definitely has gotten worse and worse. There's no doubt about that. And Every time the whistle's blown. I like this new thing they're doing in the in college basketball, though. Um, So I don't know. I wasn't at the Xavier game on Tuesday, but their first two games, there was a warning in both a flop warning in both games. Is that right? There was a flop warning in both games and I heard that the the that college basketball was going to go after it was going to make that kind of a bigger thing and start giving out flop warnings, but there was one Najee Marshall, he actually got fouled and uh, he was in the air when he got hit. I didn't think it was a flop, but I mean, they still called the foul. He still got to shoot free throws, but they called the after his after flipping around, I guess, flop warning. And then Tyreek Jones tried to take a charge, and they gave him a flop warning. So is it that the same player gets a warning and then gets a second one? It's a technical? I have no idea. I can tell you that they give a warning out, and it's directed at a player. But we don't know what the warning is. I don't know what comes up next. No kind of consequences or anything. I, well, I know what it's for. They t- they say they. I mean, it's called. They announce well, it over top. But I don't know what the consequence is next. That's what I mean. It's okay. never got to that point for me. So yeah, JJ Redick is uh well in is well. Grayson Allen, they're all well in the, into their <laughs> NBA careers. So we may never know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know they were doing that in college basketball. It's a. It's a nice idea. Or I, maybe it's just for some reason Xavier's getting called for it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just doing it in the Big East. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's. Uh, I. I can't help but feel. Just my initial reaction is that it's going to be similar to what the NBA is doing, where they said we're going to give out fines for flopping, and nobody ever gets a fine. It's happened or, a couple or, of times, yeah. maybe, but that, I, I feel like you'll get a. There'll be a warning in these games. You'll never see anybody get called for it, and or if anything, there'll be some warnings in the in the ex or in the in the non-conference games. And once the conference starts, man, you this stuff ain't going. They ain't doing any of that after that. It's yeah. done with. That there you won't hear one of those calls ever again. Yep, yep. I just like in the NBA every year, well, we're gonna we're gonna crack down on on travel. Okay, well the first two or three weeks they've been calling travels. Yeah. Guess what? It's already starting to fade a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what though? I'll tell you what. It, that travel rule, man. There's some fun stuff. There. There's a. There's a guy. Have you ever watched the guy on Twitter? His name is. Uh, he's probably on everything, but that's the only place I see stuff. I think it's called like Max is nice or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He impersonates LeBron yep. James all the time or somebody. He's, he's so does, good at LeBron. He, he does good at LeBron. a bunch of people. But he does a lot of people and he's he's always doing something. But he said he put one up there one time that said, uh, is this a travel? And he had like a post move and oh my gosh, these people just beat each other up in the yep. comments. I know which one you're talking about. Oh my about gosh, too. You, these people idiots don't know what they're talking. It started maybe reminding me of the guy who sits behind me at the Xavier game and just knows everything. <laughs> and yeah. You're an idiot if you don't know it. Like, yeah. apparently the wording is very difficult to read in the rules, and there's a collection of the ball and all kinds of That's crazy exactly stuff. Exactly the thing, and it makes everybody lose their mind on what a travel is. So it's, it depends on how each person interprets the rule, which is unfortunate because it's. That's the I mean, officials interpret the rules differently too. Sure. So, so what was the last one? What was number five? It was. I feel like you would probably get it, but uh, the I've got stare down slash flex after dunking on somebody uh, slash three celebration. Oh uh, yeah, I would have figured that out eventually for you. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Let the kids play. <laughs> Let the kids play. I feel like the NBA has embraced it more than the more than Major League Baseball has, but but you know. 
baseball's getting there. Eventually, eventually, you old folks will just have to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, you already do, basically. Speaking of old folks, can't wait to talk about Red Fox. But before we do okay, that, we're going to talk about Red Fox. Before we do that, too, I got, I just, I, I got something I got to get off my chest. Please do. So three years ago, Zay- I wish I had some little like music, some light music to start dun, playing dun, in the background. Oh, I might you have know? a little. I might have a little something. <laughs> you can, don't have to pull no, it up. No, so now. so let me let me just uh, let me just get this off my chest here. So uh, that's all I got. It's the only music we have. <laughs> Startup music. So we'll just play that softly in the background. I don't think I can loop it. Maybe I can. Anyway, uh, so three years ago, Xavier decided they were going to. Uh, do a new pool of seats, right? And everybody gets because they because they had to take some seats out and put some seats in. Everybody has to uh, become in a pool, and when your name when when your selection is drawn, you get to sit wherever you want. You know, ticket prices, blah blah blah. So we decided we were going to move from our seats. You know, this is our opportunity. Let's go down. Let's uh let's let's get a little better seats. So we got some better seats when it was our turn to pick. They're the greatest seats in the world. They're the most comfortable seats you ever sat in. I got more leg room than anybody in the whole place, except unless you're on the floor. It's phenomenal. I've talked about it before on this podcast. It's getting to be impossible to sit in front of these four people. <laughs> I've never in my life had been have been this annoyed with with a fan. Uh, they're not fans. They're critics. They're, they're not fans. They're critics. That's what they are. There's not an ounce of fandom in it. When Xavier was a number one seed three years ago, when they redid all this stuff, we were and, and we got to watch the one of the greatest basketball Xavier basketball teams ever. You would have never known it if you just sat in front of those guys all year. You would have thought that was the worst team to ever play the game. It's always the worst. Screaming and yelling at Travis Steele like Travis Steele can hear you. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, man. I'm usually pretty good at, at uh, you know, easing into not confrontation, but, you know, just having a conversation, confrontation, conversation mm-hmm. maybe. I can't do it with these folks, man. I don't know what to do. I'm getting a little nervous. This is what happened the other day. Okay, so first off, the whole game, it's the same thing that I always complain about. They they just do – it's negative, negative the whole time. They hate everybody. Everybody's terrible. Nobody – and then when the, when the crowd goes crazy because somebody gets fouled, they – they they call everybody in the stadium idiots because they don't know rules and even though these people don't know any rules either. <laughs> either way, there's an old lady. I talk about old lipstick that sits behind me, right? <laughs> old lipstick. Usually on a couple of her teeth. She's in her seventies. She is the mother that has to live in this poor household that her husband dropped down into their children that has got to be the most negative household ever. All right, so anyway, Sienna. They're playing Sienna. There's three fans that drove 10 hours from upstate New York. Three college kids. Got some really good seats. They're a section over from us. And they are just having fun, man. No negative coming out of them. I mean, some negative towards the refs, but nothing bad towards any fans. They're being, you know, just having fun. Kids, I mean, they are hooting and hollering a little bit more than anybody else, but they're, they're college kids. Everybody's being real nice to them all around. Couple jokes, you know, like, eh, you know, you know, just messing with them. And then smiles. And a bunch of people bought them a couple drinks. Just good times, right? The end of the game, it's a night or it's a 20-point spread. Okay. 
This guy's talking about how he's got money. He's screaming. Everybody knows this kid's got money on the game. He's talking about the spread from like five minutes left in the game. <laughs> Xavier goes up by 21. And then Sienna makes a shot. They're back up 19. And he's just, it's back and forth because the walk-ons are in. So they're still shooting. And he's going bananas over there. <laughs> just jumping up, having so much fun. This old lady behind me starts screaming at him. Go back home. Go back home where you're from. I don't know why you're even here. What are you doing? When you, if you ever are at a game and you're listening to this and it's your home team and somebody comes to your stadium to watch a game, be as nice to that person as you possibly can. Of course. They're giving your school or your team money to come sit and watch your game. As long as they're being respectful. Sure. Be, Start be off being respectful to them, and they'll probably be respectful for you because most people don't come into game, come to place. Well, I don't know anything about the NFL. I don't like the NFL going to NFL games, so uh, take that out of it. Yeah. Baseball, basketball. We'll just talk that. Maybe hockey. I don't know. But just can we can we can we stop? I don't know. I don't know what to do with these people. Yeah, yeah, fans. So my number one pet peeve in basketball and any sports is fans. fans. <laughs> it is fans. I, I hate sports fans I at games. I can't do it. This is the worst it's ever been in my entire life. I've not, like Sometimes you have people sit around you and you usually have fun with them, right? I can't do it with these people. No, I don't, I don't have fun with them. I just don't like them. I'm going to start wearing Nosebleed Sports <laughs> Podcast t-shirts to every game. I'm going to give them all one so they can listen to this podcast, hopefully, <laughs> and maybe hear me complain about them. I don't know what else to do. That's talking behind their back, though. I don't want to do that. I want to confront these people but I don't know how to do it. If you've got any suggestions for me, uh, please, in the comments of whatever you're listening to, whatever platform it is, YouTube, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Facebook, I don't care what it is, let me know what I, what, let me know. I got to sit by these people for every game. They're directly behind me. I got to tell you, this is a serious matter. It is. Because I don't, because kind of like you said, like you are, so into messing with the people and you know like i don't mean you know like even even when you even when they really are annoying you 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 can engage with them and and figure something out you might be making fun of them but you're engaging with them and 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 making them they have no idea making them feel like you know you're just interacting and hopefully still getting my point across right right but where this point, I don't know that I've ever seen you at a point where you're just not, do, you just, you can't never, even engage. You I've can't never even, been here before. You can't even do that. So, okay, that's why I haven't seen it because you haven't been here before. I've never been here before. I that's, need help. That's need interesting, help. man. That's interesting. Help. Speaking of, how would you like to come to the Xavier game with me on Friday? This Friday? Yeah. Got anything going on? Are they playing late? I don't know. What time do they play? I don't know. Uh, I well to answer your question, yes, I would love to come to the Xavier game. You probably with you. got practice. I have game. practice. I think until seven thirty. Okay. Well, so we'll take a look. Probably, at, we'll take a look at what uh, at what we got. Anyway, besides hopefully the point, they have a late game. If they have a, an eight o'clock game or something, I can meet you down there. All right. Anyway, you can witness it firsthand. I want to now. I really want to. I want to see what's. I mean, if these you're people there, have to if be you're there, really that bad. might be the courage I need to turn around and say something. <laughs> Like they talk to me all game, but I just I I used to turn around and say, well, you know, you know, like man, like you know, he's actually shooting pretty good. He just missed his last two, but he hit the four before that. Like it, it, he'll be fine. Or you know, I try to get some positivity in their lives because they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I just completely ignore them when they talk to me. 
I don't, I, I don't even shake my head. I just look straight ahead. She comes down and <laughs> in my ear, and I just don't even turn around. I, she may not even wear lipstick anymore. I still call her a lipstick lady. <laughs> old lipstick. I want to see old lipstick. Old lipstick. That's interesting, and I, I, you know, that's probably a good move. I think that's a good move to to just not even just to completely ignore them. But then it ruins my experience for the games for the rest I, of my life. Yeah. This guy, this old man's never going to die. God knows his kid ain't paying for those seats. <laughs> this old man's never going to die. He's like 96 and he can barely walk, but he's not dying. Well, maybe, maybe he will. I no. mean, I don't I mean not I, <laughs> I, I I look, I neither one of us want <laughs> neither <laughs> one of us want this guy to know die. To no. You know? But that's the only way he's leaving me. That's the only way to get these four people out well, of my life. I would never wish that upon anybody. I don't wish that upon not. anybody. However, I need these people out of my life, man. I'm, I cannot I, I'm, enjoy a game anymore. I'm so busy listening and getting annoyed that I can't enjoy watching my team play. I'm telling you, I've I've been I feel like I've been there except not like for a every game. single yeah, it's right a yeah, game yeah and it's different people and stuff like that at different games but it's yeah to, to have the same people that you have a little history with over the last couple of years that would be difficult this is the guy who the very first game i ever had in these seats yelled at me to sit down and i turned around and i was like dude we're all rooting for the same team we had that, and we i had felt that bad that day i felt bad for turning around and telling that old man that Felt bad. I don't. I would. I'm about to start just standing up all game <laughs> Stand long. The whole game. And when he says something, I'm going to say, "Your loud annoyingness is ruining my experience of the game." So now you got to stare at my backside. Yeah. So I will sit down if you keep your mouth shut. Oh, I like that. That's I'll a, sit down when exchange. you shut up. I'm going to say. I, I can't. I'd have to say shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a good word to say to somebody. No, that's that's a true. That's a trigger word. Yes, yeah, escalate. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I want to escalate. I want to escalate. All right. Anyway, well, let's I get wish into... you. I wish you the best of luck with that. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask for an update. I'm gonna ask for an update in the coming I'm weeks. I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I'm so oh, annoyed man. right now. I don't want to say I'm it's funny, even... but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm shaking. My legs are going like 100,000 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, what's right, going on besides basketball? There's some baseball awards out there, right? Let's get on something a little more positive, a little more fun, and that is the end of the year Major League Baseball awards. Uh, so, you know, the gold gloves, the silver sluggers were all handed out a couple weeks ago, and um, the uh, you had the Hank Aaron Awards handed out already. You had Mike Trout in the American League and Christian Yelich in the National League for best uh, hitters in each league. Uh, the really the major awards are being given out each day this week that we're on right now, uh, starting with Monday with the Rookie of the Year. In the American League, it was Jordan Alvarez uh, for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. That young man won the award after playing. For half the season, he came up in June and was so good. I was just going to say he was so good; he deserved it. He was so good. He beat out uh, he beat out the other the other two guys. Uh, you had the the young man from Tampa Bay, the first I think first baseman. Uh, of course, his name is escaping me now. And then the pitcher from uh, Baltimore who had a great year on a, on like the worst team in baseball. Yeah, but so. for for rookie of the year, that's not a that has nothing to do with how good your team is. I feel like MVP, yes, but rookie of the year, that's just a kid, that's just a rookie coming up and having a terrific year. That can be on any team. That it, doesn't that's not one of those where I have a caveat of they've got to be a a a playoff team. 
Right, maybe not a playoff team. I think it. I think it matter. It matters a lot less. I think it matters maybe a tiny, tiny bit. I, it depends, I guess, on who's voting. But I feel like for some voters, for some writers, they might factor that in. Anyway, um, or maybe they should factor it in the other way. If you're that good, if you're that good, uh, it's me I'm shaking <laughs> like a crazy person. If you're that good on a really bad team, maybe that should mean a little bit more. Like, you know, that's even more impressive. But sure. anyway, depends on how you're looking at it. Uh, in the National League, it was Pete Alonso, who I think everybody knows set the uh, rookie record for home runs with 53. Yep. Um, beat Aaron Judge's record. So uh, he, he earned it. He not only hit 53 home runs, but he hit it. He hit for good average, and he, he drove in a ton of runs. And he did it all year. He was consistent for the whole year. I mean, yeah. he, he, he had, I mean everybody has ups and downs in a season, but, I mean, for, to do that for an entire season is incredible. Absolutely. <clears throat> He's uh, a th- big son of a gun too he is he is that's a guy i want to see in the home run derby for years to come yeah uh so then yesterday tuesday was man manager of the year in the national league it was mike schilt uh cardinals manager got them back kind of a come from behind yeah. uh an all central title uh it doesn't matter who the manager of the cardinals is they're good yeah. every year that's all no the time i feel no like the what. i feel like the cardinals manager should just be their gm like because yeah. that's the guy who puts everything together, and he's their team is the reason that anybody that they are ever good. Their so front anyway. office is so good. Yeah. yeah, the AL Manager of the Year though. This is what I like to talk about. I talked about this dude all year, not all year, but towards the end of the year. Yeah, first year managing any any form of major league or minor league. Yeah, professional baseball. Professional. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, first year ever doing ever managing a professional baseball team. Rocco Baldelli mm-hmm. wins it for wins the AL Manager of the Year. Yeah, this is either a complete and total fluke, and he's just going to fall on his butt and never be good again, or this guy's the next coming of, I don't know, Tug McGraw or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I this is unbelievable. That's it's insane to me that a first year manager who's never managed a professional baseball team in any league can come in and win that. That's insane. Yep. He, he played in the league uh, for a handful of years. It, it doesn't seem like that long ago that no, I had Rocco Baldelli doesn't. on my fantasy baseball yeah, team. It's exactly. so crazy to think exactly. about that. He's still a young guy, um, but the Twins had a 23-game turnaround from the year before in his very first year. Ran away with – well, not ran away. The Indians were in it kind of close to the end. Um, but they were the twins were so good all year. Home uh, run hit machines, didn't they set the record for home runs hit in a, in a season? And a, and a lot of guys was on that the Yankees that did that. Anyway, I think it was the twins. I actually I think they both might have done that. Yeah. They beat the they beat the record the previous record at least they both did. But I think the twins ended up with the most home runs and a bunch of guys that you don't really not a lot of superstars on that team or anything like a lot of guys yeah. that you don't know a lot no about. And they were just—they were a really good team, and I, we're going to see in the next couple of years how much of a difference Rocco Baldelli really makes. Um, and you know, if they if they continue to to get better or stay even just stay the same, uh, it's going to be uh, pretty cool to watch his his career grow uh, at such a young age. Yeah, no doubt. So then. I love this. We'll get we'll we'll do the National League first, and then and then I'll let you do the National League because I like to talk about the American League. Cy Young was given out today, correct? And in the National League, uh, in back to back years, Jacob Degrom. Uh, Congratulations! Won it. That guy's just he's a phenomenal pitcher. Yeah, 
Yeah, he uh, he had a great year. I think he's he was, hurt a little bit this year, but for for a part of the season. But he was still fantastic while he pitched. He was hurt, so he missed some starts and still led the National League in strikeouts. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's pretty darn good. I think he was second in ERA and WHIP. Um, so he had a great year and under and the, one in WHIP. That's I mean, there was only two guys or three guys in all of baseball that were under one in WHIP. That's insane. And and one of those guys is the gentleman who won the American League Cy Young, the second best pitcher on his own team. Exactly. How crazy! I was going to say that because this, you I said, said that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I said Justin Verlander's probably going to win the Cy Young and be the second best player on his team. I actually tweeted that thing out, and I, I couldn't agree. Sent a tweet I, out I, I could that. not I agree. Sent very few tweets out. Yeah, that's but how good it is. How unbelievable! I got to go back and retweet that. that. Ooh, don't man, don't do that to me. Don't do, don't don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> But seriously, though, Justin Verlander, not even the best pitcher on his team, and he wins it. How unbelievable was that Astros team this year? And how unbelievable does that make it for the Nationals to be able to come in and sweep them in Houston? Uh, Really impressive. I still truly believe that the Astros are a better team. Well, that's no problem. You, but, they, they were a better team but all it year, doesn't matter. and they are a better team, but they, right. they aren't the world champions. Right. Uh, um, you can so, be the better team. That happens almost every single year in every sport. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, Steven Strasburg was awesome uh, in that series, and they got timely hitting and, and everything. Um, but, yeah, this, this Astros team is phenomenal because they have three aces – and um, one of them, the, the, one of them won the Cy Young. The other, another one, it was the best pitcher on the team, and is probably <laughs> going to pitch for the Yankees next year. <laughs> and is going to make, um, and is going to break the bank in is, in yeah. free agency. Yeah, is going to make over thirty million a year coming up here. Um, I think he's all right with not winning this Cy Young award. He'll he'll be okay. Do you think do you think that that dropped his price at all? <laughs> I would say no. If I'm the Yankees, I'm like whoa 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 three hundred million no nah, two ninety five. You hit that Cy Young, I might get you that extra five <laughs> mil. You you couldn't even win it from the guy on your own team. You weren't even the best pitcher. It's a good thing he's not arbitration eligible anymore because I mean that 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 price that would go drops big time big time. <laughs> But so, anyway, congratulations, Justin, yeah, Verlander. Justin Verlander. What I thought was really interesting or really like incredible was that I saw his whip was 080, which, which is uh, the second lowest whip in the last 100 years. Oh, do you have the guy who he beat? I don't. Oh, you're breaking my When they heart. go back 100 years, I got to believe it was somebody almost 100 years ago. Sure. It just so makes I you feel know. like it's Cy Young. Walter right? Johnson or somebody. Yeah, 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 Cy Young or Christy Mathewson right, or something right, right. like that. You just feel like he just became uh, instant, instant, uh, uh, just, you know, bronze Hall of Famer, superstar, even superstar. What do you call those guys? The Hall of Famer is just greatest of all time. Goats. Yeah. Goat. He, he, he puts go. him in the goat conversation. But go. he's not. He's not in the goat conversation. Uh, Justin Verlander? Yeah. You don't greatest pitcher so. of all time? Um, I feel like you can probably make a ca- – I mean, I don't think he is, but you could. Pr- yeah, I, you, his resume sure. is probably strong enough that you could make a case for that. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a perfect game. We'll see how it goes. But I, I, Does he have I, a World Series ring? Yeah, last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he has two Cy Youngs. That was his second as well. Yes. So uh so he is he's been one of the best pitchers in the game for And it's 
What was 10, the drought 12, in between years. that too? Wasn't the drought in between his Cy Youngs like something like eleven years or twelve years in between Cy Youngs? It may have been. May that's have been. insane too. That, that's that's phenomenal. He that, had that's, one. That's big. He had one, maybe two years where he was actually kind of down a little bit. I think yeah. a few years ago. And then when he, he got to Houston, he was like, <laughs> he was, man. Boy. Did you hear this new thing that Houston got? Well, I don't think they didn't get in trouble for it, but came out that what they were doing. Did you hear Stealing this? Stealing signs, right? Stealing signs, and I don't. I haven't exactly heard or seen this where it goes down, but there's like these two loud cracks or something like that after the sign. And it was indicating change up, and they show this is against the White Sox. It's a clip on YouTube. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. The White Sox pitcher, after about the fifth inning, starts realizing what's going on every time he every time he gets a change up from the from the catcher. He hears the noise, and you can see him looking around, and he calls the catcher out to switch the signs around. It's impressive. It, you know, I hate when people say that stealing signs is cheating. I Nowhere to, I wanted to ask in you that. any. In any rule book, does it say that you cannot steal signs? First off, I feel like you'd be an idiot if you weren't trying to. Why would you got a guy over here touching his nose and his cap and his ear and his groin and everything else, you know, patting his booty or whatever? That means something. Why would I not have somebody doing nothing on my bench staring at him and watching what happens afterwards? I feel like that would be bad on your part to do that. That's not. I mean, you call it stealing signs if you want to call it, but it's not breaking a rule. Is there a rule that says you're not allowed to watch the third base coach? If that's the case, just let the third base coach walk into the hitter and whisper in his ear what he wants him to do. I, I don't think there's a rule that says you can't walk over into somebody's huddle like in a timeout in basketball either. But is that... No, people do it all the time in okay? basketball. They walk into their huddles and everybody's like, man, get out of here, and pushes them out. Mm-hmm. All right, so you get them out and you, you go about your business. So it's not in the rule but, book, you're right. But most of is those, it, a huddle in basketball, that's that's nothing. That's that's the, Most of the time they're just saying, get your act together, Do you know, or or somebody well, new came in. There's coaching, there's there's strategy. Oh, you're talking about, about, you're talking about, I'm talking about like at the free throw line when the team gets together after a foul or something. You're talking about like in a timeout. Or even it just happened like the other the day. Are... James Harden walked into to somebody's, I think Toronto's or somebody's, uh, j- just you know a few guys standing there maybe during free throws over next to the coach, yeah. and they're kind of huddling around. Be dumb not to. Would it be? Yeah, I would. I would one hundred percent do that if I can figure out what you're about to try to do. Why wouldn't I? It's nothing illegal about that. Get you, pull your guys in closer. Don't scream so loud. Talk softer. I don't know. That's why. That's why they're all the that's way why, over at the sideline. Okay, because and that's why you that. have signs and signals and things to do. You're trying to hide it. You wouldn't have to try to hide it if there was a rule against it. Yeah, uh, but but we're talking about like letter of the law versus spirit of the law. I think you know there's there's unwritten rules. Okay, let's get into it. Let's do it. Well, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I, I mean, it doesn't. I think. I think. Um, there's there's a certain level of like sportsmanship that goes along with that I think. So you 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 can There's a reason I'm I have signs at third base. There's a reason my guys doing it because right. I'm trying to hide it from you. Right. I'm I'm intentionally trying to hide it from you because I feel like if I can do if I do something, you're going to figure it out. Because if you just said, "Hey, throw a fastball," then or, everybody or, would Or hey, know steal and, second. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a reason I'm doing signs because I don't want you to know what I'm doing. If that because because that would be stupid for me to tell you what I'm doing. 
So if you can't give signs good enough and they pick up on them, that's on you. Well, it's not that you can't give them good enough, but they're if you actively can't figure trying out, to. Yeah, if you can't figure out a way to hide your signs or to come up with signs that are undetectable, then that's on you. Or if you're not switching your signs up enough, especially in baseball, that's on you, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like it that that happens, but I guess I'm not like so hard. If you were on a baseball team, if you're on a baseball team and you're not playing, you're you're a reserve player and you're sitting on the bench. Coach walks up to you and says, "Hey, keep an eye on that third base coach. I feel like I feel like the nose is the indicator, and I can't and and, and see what he's doing after the nose. I feel like that's the indicator, and then whatever he's doing afterwards, that's going to be it's probably what they're what they're doing out there. What what are you going to do as 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 the guy on the bench? You're going to say no." Uh, sir, I feel like that's not the spirit of the game. <laughs> no, you're going to try to give your team an advantage. Certainly, certainly, and I think that's Would why. Would you feel bad about it? Um, no, no, it depends on the it depends on the situation. I don't know. I would, I guess, I would have to be. I just in gave that you situation. one. I know, but <laughs> but I think I would have to be in the moment and figure out how are we World Series Game do, Six? Do we have? And I, I also feel like there's a difference between sitting. You sitting, a coach sitting in the dugout, looking across and trying to figure that out, or you know, guys tipping their pitches and stuff like that. Okay, uh, that's completely mound. different. I'm not talking. That's oh, I think that's, that's the same. Okay, so if you're tipping your pitches, so then if it, if you feel like that's the same, then if you're tipping your pitches, I have to try not to see what you're doing. No, 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 no. That, but I'm I'm because saying that's, that's the spirit. That's of where the law. I no. I'm saying you just said it's the same. No, I'm saying sorry. That I'm is getting <laughs> sorry. I apologize. Speak, speak, Adam. Um. Now, now, now! I just you're lost. saying that uh, that that you feel like that's okay. I'm saying that that's it, it's kind of similar in that way. So if you think about it that way, yeah, I I can I can understand that. But that's what I was gonna say is I think there's a difference between doing that and having like, um, having like people planted different in different places in the ballpark now or I'll using get, some technology I'll get, to find there. I I heard this morning that there are there are uh, teams that will not use the ballpark's Wi-Fi um, sure. for their because they're worried yeah. about yeah. being tampered with, and, and and a team that takes their bats like you know from the first to the second and the third night in in a, in the same city takes their bats to the hotel sure. with them yeah. because they're worried about tampering. That that's where that's where I think the line should be drawn. Okay, and and I'm fine. I. <sighs> This is so slippery slope kind of a thing for me because I'm, I don't, I don't think that I, I feel like if I go and I tamper with your bat, that's messing with your equipment. I think there's actually a rule against that. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I could go into the major league rule book right now and find something that says I'm not allowed to take your bat and do something to it. And first thought, what what would would the tampering be? Making it an illegal bat? I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, you can. I'm sure Either you can way, do all kinds of different things with wood. The yeah. thing is, is, is the we are evolving as people. The game is evolving. Technology is everywhere. If you're not using it, then you're just behind. Well, you can, but you can use it to, you can use it to develop your players and that kind of thing, yeah. and scout and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can use but, it to record what they're doing on the other side and try to pick up and get an advantage that way. I'm watching their pitch. I'm watching him pitch, seeing where he where his strengths and weaknesses are. I'm seeing where this guy hits, and and this that and the other. 
with video camera. Yeah, I'm going to have one set up right on that third base coach and right on the whoever the pitching coach or whoever's putting the signs in. I'm going to have one set up on them too because I'm trying to gain an advantage just like I am when I'm watching their film on their pitcher. Yeah. Uh, you dislike it like, so like much. Like I said. You no, hate it. No, that's no. I, I, that's exactly what I'm saying is, is I'm – I don't love it, and I think there are certain levels of it that are worse than others. But I'm not like so upset about it that I can like really sit here and I enjoy give you stealing, an aggressive. I enjoy stealing signs, but I, I I'm not a fan of the tampering. Like I don't want you to tamper with my equipment. I feel like that's going a little far. It's definitely going too far, <laughs> without question. That's going a little too far. All right. Anyway, we went too far with that. We never even had that planned. I apologize for taking us off the beaten path. No, that was fun. Uh, so let's get into, uh, what we do on the nosebleed sports podcast, uh, at the end of every show. The last segment is always the comedy segment. Uh, so, uh, last week we decided we were going to watch an old red Fox, uh, live in, I guess Vegas. Yeah. He was in Vegas. Was yeah. In Vegas, live yeah. in Vegas. So apparently he did a ton of shows in Vegas at the end of his career. That's kind of how he made his money. He just kind of did shows almost every night in Vegas. So there's one recorded on YouTube. We kind of told everybody what it was. We've been watching a comedy special every week. We did something different this week. We went back in time. We've been watching a lot of brand new ones, relatively new ones. The oldest one before this was Eddie Murphy's Raw, but it was still an actual stand-up comedy special. This was more of just a recorded, although he did mention that it was being recorded. Yeah. So he knew it was being recorded. 45 minutes of Red Fox. 1978. 1978 on stage. Adam, I'm interested to hear what you what you have to say because we've talked before about how you're not the most into vulgar, constant, constant vulgar, and things like that. Like it's funny, you like it, like it's not bad, yeah. but the the consistency of it sometimes, if it doesn't have any uh, what strategic coming back and all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. good stuff to it. Yeah, it depends on how it's used. But um, Red Fox, I, yeah, and he was. I mean, he was. I don't feel like more so than a lot of the other comics we've uh, seen. No, no. I, I mean, his were just a lot of his were dumb, dirty jokes that you had to actually think about for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, you use the word like uh, like coming to America. Right. Like that movie. Like you use certain words in that saying all the time, but you just don't know. He just always hears them in one one way. And watch the special, and you'll understand what I'm talking about in that. Right. But because uh, I we try to keep this little uh, halfway PG as we can, so it's hard yeah. to do some of these specials and talk about them without getting too crazy. But uh, yeah. Well, the first thing that jumped out at me was that man smoked more cigarettes <laughs> at a faster pace than Dude, I've ever seen anyone I got, ever. I got cancer watching this special. He I smoked a pack something. of cigarettes in 45 minutes. What's that? You see that? What is that? Ten? Was it ten smokes? I wrote down tally marks every time he I was lit gonna say cigarette. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that because I was like, I bet it's eight. I bet he had eight cigarettes during that forty minute stand up I noticed ten. Could he have snuck another sure. one in there that I didn't notice? Maybe. But here's the deal. ten he cigarettes in forty five minutes. He never minutes. smoked the entire cigarette. He took like five <laughs> puffs off of it and put it out. But every four and a half minutes he's smoking a new <laughs> cigarette. That's incredible. I got cancer with him. <laughs> yeah. And he mentioned cancer all the time. He kept mentioning things about it and being healthy and stuff like that. He he had no problem talking about it, that's for and sure. I, and I think you might have just said this, but he said during that thing that was his fifth pack of that <laughs> yeah. day. And like he said it as a joke, 
Dude, I 100% I think he was him. serious about it, I though. totally believe him. I totally believe that. <laughs> At that rate, man, I'm t- and he kind of mentioned that he, like, does it to help him relax. And so maybe he was he smoking more because he was he on stage. He did not look relaxed at all. My man was shaking like a fish out of water. Well, he seems to be an incredibly unhealthy person <laughs> just overall. I mean, he's talking about eating all kinds of food and stuff like that. And, and of course, he smoked and drank the whole entire time. He was drinking out of some chalice. I couldn't tell what was in it, but it was like First this. he said it was water, but then... <laughs> And then he had water next he had to wa- it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he, which he knocked over at some point. I don't know if you noticed that, but <laughs> after he emptied it when he did the Eskimo peeing joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, he was so nervous and shaking that he knocked it. I don't know if he was nervous, but he just. Bad case of shakes. One I, time he lost his lighter for a second and that almost ruined the set. <laughs> and he lost it on the table next to his cigarettes that he was standing right next to. <laughs> All right, so there's some haws on here already. So, 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 how many haws does Red Fox get? Well, for, first, let oh, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, continue. I, no, I just I wrote down a few. Let's I wrote go. down a few jokes that that stood out to me, and I didn't write down all the ones. He's a that big one liner. He's a big one liner, and I like that too. Yeah. yeah, I really do like that. Um, one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this isn't even really that funny, but I just, it just kind of hit me some certain way. But he said, God created the fart, then put a smell in it so the deaf can enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny you said that because I thought he said the devil. And I was like, that made no sense. But (laughs) so the deaf deaf can can enjoy enjoy it. it. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) So then he he was talking at one point about how people believe in like goofy stuff like ghosts and black cats and (laughs) rabbit's feet and stuff like that. And he, he did his feet is good. He did a couple. He said, "How can a rabbit's foot be lucky when the rabbit lost it?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he was talking about people people being freaked out about black cats crossing their paths. He he said he said somebody will kill their whole family in a station wagon trying to avoid a black cat. And then he said he said I'm not gonna wreck my eighty four thousand dollar Rolls Royce on no six inch cat. <laughs> That's bad arithmetic. The way I figure it, eighty four thousand goes over six <laughs> one time <laughs> with nothing left over. <laughs> that was so funny to me. I rewound it and listened to that like three times because oh. you had to do the math in your head. So funny. <laughs> no, it was just, I know. I'm just I could. I had to like remember all the words to that. It is was so, so funny. he that was that was good, man. I, I'm glad we did the Red Fox. I'm glad we did the Red Fox deal. It brought you back to an old time, and I ended up watching special on him afterwards about uh, an E E the old E True Hollywood story yeah. on on Red Fox. I watched that afterwards. That was crazy. Uh, so yeah, yeah. At, when he was when he was younger. Uh, when he first started doing white comedy clubs, mm-hmm. uh, in a, you know, where they would let him come show, he had to wear black paint on his face and white, uh, white around his white paint around his lips. It was almost like a clown. That's how they had. That's how he had to do his comedy skit. Wow, that's that's crazy. He kind of talked about that a little bit at the at the first part of his. Um or was it was it that, or maybe I just saw that first the the first couple minutes of Could that be. same thing, maybe. Yeah. But but he said it was like I don't know what year he started, but I thought he said it was in like fifty one or yeah, fifty two that he. Yeah. So he must have been doing it for a couple years before he uh, before he actually got into the white comedy clubs. Oh yeah, it was um, not until like 60, 60 something. It was it was over ten years oh, that okay. he was doing the okay, was, the Chitlin Circuit is I think what they called yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, really interesting. And he, I, I'll tell you, he told some jokes that in 1978 might have been okay. <laughs> this, these days, I don't know. He, I love he it. He went with the M word again. Yeah, we had another, another midget release, man. Yeah. We've had the midget be he released really quite a few times, him too. too. Boy. He did. He just straight up doesn't like him. <laughs> he just doesn't like him. He was I mean, Red Fox is dead, so nobody can get too mad at him right now about that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, if you want to know how Red Fox feels about uh, uh, little, little people, people, holy cow, he lets you know about it. <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? There was nothing funny about that segment. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was. If you uh, can't laugh at yourself, don't listen. Don't watch the comedy specials we watch. If you yeah. can't laugh at yourself, don't watch these. Yeah, I'm just court- giving you that information because eventually we'll probably do. We're probably going to watch a comedy special with one of these little people that do nothing but make fun of dwarfs the whole time. So, <laughs> is dwarf okay? Uh, that's a different. It's a different uh, thing. Dwarfism, dwarfism, is different. I think, is different than um, I don't know what the actual then what? term then little people? for little people is, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty like sure. Two I different- thought dwarfism is the actual, like, was the actual what it was called, like scientific, maybe not scientifically, but of what, uh, for lack of a better word, a midget is. I, I I could be wrong about that, but I thought there were like two different, two different. Um, Disabilities or what? I don't know. It's not a disability. I can't. I don't need. Here we go. Politically correct. We're getting (laughs) out of this. Well, let's 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 get out of this. Okay. Because someday we may actually want to want to have a a politician career. And we said the word (laughs) midget, so we're done. How uh, how many haws do you give Red Fox? Man, this is this is tough for me. First of all, was there a title to this? I don't think so. There was a title. There wasn't. Um. I'm going to, man, I really do, man, this was tough. Um, I want to go somewhere. I mean, it was a solid three, I feel like, a solid three, and I pushed that three and a half Haas, which is a good, which is, it was good. It was funny. (laughs) I mean, it was old, it was an old man up there cracking some really funny stuff jokes, man. Uh, Quick, too, man. It was just nonstop. He'd get off the beat point, and I think half of it he just did, out of the blue, I don't think any. I don't think some of it was even written. I think he's got so much material in his head over thirty years that he just goes on and on about whatever comes up. There were a couple times I think I noticed that he would start kind of like start the premise of a <laughs> of a joke and stop and never and come forget, back to it and never come back never to it and just start because yeah. he thought of another joke <laughs> yeah. that came right right at that moment. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So you're a solid three, probably a possibly I'm, a three and a half. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a three and a half. I liked it. I for the second week in a row, I'm exactly on the same page. Man, you are because I we did the same thing for Arsenio we Hall. Did. We gave we him did. a three and a half, yeah. three three and a half right there. And I feel like both of those specials were equally funny. I think they, I, they so both had some slacking parts in them, but they both were were pretty good. They were good. They were good. I'm I'm with you. Red Fox was good. What are we doing for next week? Who got the five ha? There was only, was there only one five ha for us so far? Was it uh, Dave Chappelle? I think you gave Dave a five. And you didn't. I don't think I did. I think I maybe gave him a four and a half or something. No, I like got that. You. Four, All four right. and a half. All right. So what are we doing next? Um, that's a good question. Oh you, man, you you have Netflix up. I have Netflix um, up. So there's a couple here. I so have, Jeff right. Garland. You ever heard of Jeff Garland? Yeah. He just had one that came out. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks like, I don't know, within he's a few days a ago. He's been time. around a long time. If you he's, watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. He was uh, yep. one of the main he was, people. Yeah, he was the manager. He was he was Larry David's manager in that. Right. Uh, super funny guy. Hilarious voice. I don't know how his voice comes out that way, but it does. Uh, <laughs> Seth Myers is out there. Um, who's this girl? Jenny. Oh, no, that's something different. Um, Jenny Slate? Yeah. Yeah. She's that's she's got one out there. Yep. Uh, there's a there's there's a lot of them. You want to go to a new one? Are we going to something new now? We can do something new. We can do. There's a lot of old stuff we can get into Man, as there's well. So many. There's so many uh, comedy comedy skits, uh, com- comedy specials out right now, and new ones. Like I don't know what to do. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, give me two of them, and I'll pick out of the two. Hmm. And don't give me two plays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do. Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's call it between. See, I I I still have a lot of old. Give order. it to me. Give it to me. Anything. Do top two on the list. Let's do either George Carlin or either George Carlin or John Mulaney. I mean, we already we saw John Mulaney in the one that you hated. I, you need me to you you want me to feel better about him. I like John Mulaney. Just what they did together was terrible. <laughs> It was, it was it was painstakingly difficult to watch. How many ha's did you give that one? <laughs> did I give it a ha? I'm pretty sure I'd never finished it, so I'm pretty sure it was at zero. It, I had to watch. What did you give the first fifteen it, minutes? I watched it three times. I turned it on three different times, and I didn't start it over. I started at where I left off, <laughs> and I still didn't, didn't finish it. It was, it was four show. hours long. It was, it was two, two hours. hours. It was two hours. <laughs> All right, so there's no George Carlin on Netflix. Okay. You can find Wait, all of his. He did it. That's that's the one thing is he was in the game for a super duper long time. Yeah. And he would do a new stand-up special every year. Yeah, he did. That is working. He is, dude. He And he, he, he's got some good ones. Let me see if Prime's got one up. Maybe HBO Prime. Everybody's got HBO Prime. Everybody's got Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime out there, right? Because if you're if you're paying for your shipping, that's just ridiculous. I don't know if everybody does, but I do. So, we both well, if Adam it. has it, then then you probably have it. If I have it, you probably have it. Let's see, George Carlin. Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? This is going to give us movies. You can also find everything okay. on YouTube. Yeah, here we go. Well. There's a, there's a, there's quite a few of them here, and they're prime. A lot of these are prime. So, dude. I don't even know. What do you want to do? Uh, how about you all are diseased? Uh, life is worth losing. Complaints and grievances. That sounds good, by the way. I tell you, you think those people behind you are negative? Just oh, wait till you yes. watch the George There's Carlin. no doubt about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got uh, on location at USC. Uh, again, do it again. What am I doing in Jersey? Back in town, jamming in New York, and that's just a that's just some of it. Forty years of comedy for George Carlin. Does it have the? Uh, the years on those things by any chance uh a lot of this is in the 2000s uh which when did he die uh i want to say like 10 years ago maybe okay so like yeah because the last one's 2008 it looks like it's bad for you and 2004 2007 2001 2003 2005 2001 let's do the oldest one i don't have anything Inside of the 2000s that pop up on the first beginning of this. So, so 2001 is the oldest one? 
Hold on. So uh, let's go with, yeah, we're just going to go back up here. So 2001, boom, George Carlin live at Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. On, a- on Amazon Prime. Let's do it. Or again, one of the two. Let's do live live at Carnegie. Live at Carnegie. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch George Carlin live at Car- at live at Carnegie. Oh, oh this excited. is from this is this was put on Amazon Prime That's in two thousand one. Yeah, this is, this is much is older one. than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, much older than that. You know what? We I don't should, know when it was from, but you know what we might do. I think that's a that's a that's a pretty old one, right? Where he's, he's yeah, he's definitely guy. old. He's got regular colored hair. Yeah. So I think maybe we watch that one, and then maybe the following week we watch like one of his. Last older, ones. yeah, okay, that sounds good. And 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 compare a little bit. Compare, I like it. We'll get a lit. We'll find an actual list of what he's done and see if we can find them. So. Yeah. All right, George Carlin live at Carnegie is what we will be watching this week. Watch it along with us. Give us your comments and what you guys think about it. Uh, if you think we're crazy about how many ha's and things like that that we give it, then we appreciate it. And also, we just appreciate you guys listening. So whoever's still hanging on an hour and 20 minutes into this bad boy, whether you've had to turn it on three times, like I probably would have had to do with that, uh, Mark, not Martin short with that play that I watched with George Mullaney, um, John Mullaney, John Mullaney, George Mullaney, George Carlin, Bob, Bob Euchre. I don't know. Whoever's doing the, whoever's doing it at the time. (laughs) Um, yeah, just get on. Uh, we're, we're live every Wednesday on Amazon, on Amazon, on Facebook live. And, uh, all your podcast platforms after that. Adam, I had a good time today. So did I. I had a really good time. Next week, catch us. We got Adam Baum on, and uh, we'll talk a little Xavier basketball, a little college basketball, and until then. Maybe a little high school football. Oh, man. Maybe. That's a little tease. Maybe. It depends on what happens this week. It depends on what happens on Friday, on Saturday, and we'll decide if we're going to talk high school football. Yep. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, so until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.